Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Chapter 3. <laughs> That's my version of a honk honk. You know, I could do other ones. I could say honk honk, but why? Like, seriously, what? <laughs> Kara sat in her car, blowing her horn for Maxine to come outside. After all of Maxine's begging and pleading on the phone, Kiara had agreed to go out with her. She had came out of her building in a white backless halter dress. Maxine didn't have the biggest booty, but the little that she did have was practically hanging out for the world to see. Here we go. Maxine was an attractive girl. 5'3", red bone, slim, big titties, and medium-length hair. Her weave was always on point. So, is her hair medium length or is her weave medium length? Because if her weave is medium length, then you need to say short hair, but her weave is always on point. Gotta be honest with the people. Also, I feel like every single time I'm going to read this book, I'm going to be begging you. Like that nigga Twister begged that woman in um Overnight Celebrity. L let me be your editor. Like, please, don't let me just help you. Help me help you, dog. Because I know I just started this chapter. I know. But I also haven't seen a paragraph since that last paragraph. And I got so happy you fooled me. You got me, dog. Um, so I just know that something's about to happen. I hope that dress came with a condom, Kiara said after Maxine got in the car. Don't hate, girl. You know this shit fly, Maxine shot back. I like what you got on, though. We gonna be the two baddest bitches in the club tonight. Kiara was wearing a white Amanda upper-charred dress with the heels to match. Her hair was down and body on full display. Kiara looked sexy, but classy. The fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? You can wear a nice dress and look sexy in it. Like, you can wear a hood dress and look classy in it. Like, sexy is... Am I wrong in that belief? Sexy is just... A confidence you carry yourself with? What's a sexy dress? Cause I tell you right now, while y'all telling me, while y'all talking back to me over what a sexy dress is, you put fucking Pensatucky into the dress you're picturing in your head. From Orange to the New Black. You put the landlord from um that bowling movie from from that, that Woody Harrelson was in. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, that movie. You put her in one of those dresses. 
I am literally calling out women who have no right to be called out. They do not deserve to be called out. And yet the thing is, they would not make that dress any sexier. Okay, I just did it again. I just fucked up twice while trying to apologize for fucking up. So I stepped out of shit, and then I stepped back into the same pile of shit, and then I stepped on a rake and hit myself in the face. Let me do this without without demonizing women. Let me do this without making women the main topic. A dress is a dress. What you do with it is you. It's a pretty dress, sure. What you do with it is you. But I believe the sex appeal comes with the confidence and we should not look upon a dress as a sexy dress and just devalue the person inside of it. Did I do that right? I feel like I just fucked that whole part up and probably lost like five listeners. The cool thing is, I kept this shit in. I could have edited it all out. But I'm right in a way like we can't do what I just did, which is say put a certain woman inside of a dress and it's no longer sexy. That's fucked up. That's shitty. I'm wrong. That's 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 me. I recognize that. But we also cannot say that a dress is sexy. We could say a dress is pretty, that a dress is well made, whatever it may be. But there's a confidence that has to go with that dress. It's going to make that dress sexy. You know what I'm saying? We add sex appeal to things that don't have sex appeal, which is fine. People will say that money is sexy. No, it's not. Money is a dirty fucking thing. But money adds confidence to people and confidence adds sex appeal. You know what I'm saying? I'm scared to be talking this long because this nigga doesn't use paragraphs in this book. So I probably lost where I was and I'm going to stumble for a second. Maxine pulled a blunt out of her purse. Let me hit this before we leave. All your ass do is get high, Kiara joked. She didn't smoke. Liquor was more her thing. Maxine, on the other hand, smoked for many reasons, one being to combat her bipolar disorder. Maxine was diagnosed as a child. She was very private with her disease. Not even Kiara knew about it, and she was her best friend. Maxine struggled with depression and anxiety, but weed was what worked best. The pills had too many negative side effects. Weed calmed her down and made her sane in a sense. It's going to be some high rollers up at Supreme tonight. It's Quillil's birthday bash. You know everybody who's anybody's going to be there, Maxine said in between puffs. And who the hell is Quillil? Kiara asked clueless. He's only the biggest damn hustler in Harlem, Key. Him and his crew practically run the town. I still can't believe that nigga really went up for a murder beef. Like, babe, you weren't here for the last episode, right? So this nigga Quillil and his boy AK who shot somebody with a pistol, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, they go up into a nigga's house, shoot him and the girl he's having sex with. They leave out and get in the car that's waiting for them, driven by a woman named Leslie. And the guy who they kill, his partner, who's the kingpin of the city, walks in after they get in the car and so they call 911 and say a murder just happened and the cops come and this guy who had nothing to do with it and walked into the building gets arrested and convicted of a double murder. His fingerprints are on the bullets. The bullet casings don't match the guns. 
that he has. It makes no sense that this dude's in jail, but he's in jail and it's like three years later and nobody's talking about it. How this dude got convicted for a double murder that he wasn't guilty of at all. Folks are just like, hee 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 skipping on down the road. It makes me mad. The nigga sexy as hell and he got mad bread. Every bitch want him and every nigga wants to be him. How the fuck you know? Good for him. Now you can hurry up and finish smoking so we can go. Maxine finished off her blunt and Kiara sped off. They listened to Future's new album, Hendrix Presents The Wizard, The Whole Ride. Kiara was mostly in the R&B, but she loved Future. His sound was so unique to her. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is Future your cousin, nigga? Like, what? <laughs> when they pulled into the parking lot of Supreme, they saw how packed it was. The line was ridiculously long. Damn this shit lit, Maxine said excitedly. All these people are here for Quillil? Kiara asked shockingly. It looked like all of Harlem came out to celebrate Quillil's born day. Yeah, girl, I told you he was a big deal. I see a lot of money out here too. Hurry up and park so we can get in there. Maxine spotted a couple sexy niggas in the crowd. Kiara took her whip to valet. They got out and made their way to the entrance. Fuck you mean I can't get in with my Jordans on? One man shot at one of the bouncers. Dress shoes only, man. Either change your shoes or go home. It's that simple. Man, let me tell you something about dress shoes. And I know, I know, ladies. Y'all are literally obligated to come to the club wearing, like, high heels and all that kind of shit. And I'm sorry. Because them motherfuckers always look uncomfortable. Like, high heels just look like torture. Like, it, feel, it looks like there's just a pin in the bottom of the back of your foot all the fucking time. Dress shoes aren't as bad as high heels, but they're pretty fucking horrible. And they just squeeze your shit. And I remember I was in the club once, and a nigga was in the club and you, amidst all these Stacys and all these wonderful shoes, this nigga had on the old school penny loafers with the tassels, my nigga, and he actually had the penny in the penny loafer. Like, what the fuck, dude? This ain't Usher. This, you, you ain't about to take me to the king. Like, huh. but yeah, high heels are a rig up. Quillil wanted the dress code strictly enforced for his party. Security were just following his orders. The guy looked like he wanted to say something slick, but didn't and left, which was a good idea because the bouncer was as big as one of Floyd Mayweather's bodyguards. We gonna be waiting in line forever, Kiara said annoyed. No the hell we not. We gonna let these basic bitches do that. Come on, Maxine said loud enough for everybody to hear. You know, I just saw this happen on the show a couple days ago. They walked their happy ass up to the front and the bouncer was like, get your happy ass back to the back. And so they walked their happy ass back to the back and it was lit. She walked her way up to the front of the line, bypassing the crowd of people who were waiting to get in. Once they made their way to the front, one of the bouncers put his hand up, signaling for them to stop. How can I help you ladies? He politely asked. Yeah, we're not trying to wait in this line, Maxine said bluntly. Are you ladies on the VIP? No, but I know the promoter, James. Is he in there? Yes, he is, but he's working right now. And if you and your girl are not on the VIP list, you're going to have to wait in line like everybody else. But I just told you I know the promoter, James. He invited us. 
I heard you, miss. But like I said before, if you're not on the VIP, I can't just let you bypass all these people who are already in line. Sorry. Well, look on VIP then. I should be on there. My name is Maxine Shaw's. Oh, for real? Maxine Shaw? Living single? I see what you did there. The bouncer flipped through all the pages, but didn't see her name anywhere on them. I'm sorry, ma'am. You spelled ma'am wrong, but I don't see your name on here. You're going to have to get back in line and wait. Two girls who were standing in line started giggling to Maxine for not being able to get in. <laughs> I guess you look more basic than you thought, one of them said. What? I know you Mookie Blaylock looking bitches not talking. You at the wrong club. Bitch, you got me fucked up, one of the girls shouted. She tried to lunge at Maxine, but security stepped in and grabbed her. Get the asses out of here. We ain't doing that ghetto shit in here tonight, one of the bouncers yelled. Kiara just shook her head. That mouth of yours gonna have me fighting bitches out here, she told Maxine. Whatever. They ugly asses started by laughing, but forget about them. What we gonna do? You really want to wait in this long ass line? Before Kiara could answer, she felt somebody grab her arm. She turned around and saw it was Tyler. She hadn't spoke to them since they had sex. Sex she ultimately regretted. What's good, Kiara? Hey, Tyler, Kiara said nonchalantly. He was excited to see her, but the feeling wasn't mutual. Where you been? He asked her. Around, just working. Maxine cleared her throat, trying to get Kiara's attention. Tyler, this is my girl Maxine. Maxine, this is Tyler. Nice to meet you. Likewise, Maxine said. Tyler focused his attention back on Kiara. She looked even better than the last time he saw her. I gotta hit this again, he thought to himself as he stared Kiara up and down. You look amazing. Tyler couldn't take his eyes off her. He was certain Kiara wanted him just as much as he wanted her, but he was wrong. Kiara regretted sleeping with him and had no interest in repeating what she considered a mistake. Tyler was a cocky dude. He played professional basketball overseas and had every piece of foreign pussy imaginable. So bagging Kiara, a stripper from the projects, would be easy in his mind. Thank you. You like this Rolex I just bought? It's almost as sexy as me, huh? Okay. I'ma read that the way that he wrote it. With the punctuation. You like this Rolex? That I just bought? It's almost as sexy as me, huh? Three question marks in one sentence, my nigga, is not the way to go about life. He was a pretty boy. She shot him an unflattering grin. His dick too small to be this cocky. Tyler was mad corny to her. Y'all trying to get in? Me and my people got a table and bottle service. Y'all can chill and drink with us if you want to, Tyler offered. Free drink? Hell yeah, we love to chill with y'all, Maxine answered for Kiara. Tyler peeped the thirst from Kiara's homegirl, but he wasn't tripping. His only concern was getting Kiara pissy drunk and back to his hotel room once the club was over. Kiara really didn't want to hang with Tyler and his crew, but it was either that or wait another hour to get in, so she agreed. They followed behind Tyler and his entourage. After security patted them down, they went inside. The club was packed wall to wall. Music was blasting through the speakers. The DJ was playing YG's hit song, Big Bank. Balloons were all over the place wishing Quilil happy birthday. Supreme was an extravagant nightclub. There were two levels. The bottom level was where the dance floor, stage, and bar were, where the top level was for VIP only. Huge diamond chandeliers hung from the ceiling. Portraits of artists that had performed at the club were on the walls as well. The decor was exquisite. Yo, I'm DJ Smack on the ones and twos tonight, and I want to give a special shout out to Quilil for throwing this dope-ass party tonight. What?
I want everybody in the house to show some love and wish my man's happy birthday. Harlem ain't got nothing but love for you, bro. We definitely in the building, son. DJ Smack announced. Quillil was in his own roped off section with his people, popping bottles, throwing money, having a good time. Once they made it to their table, Tyler tried to put his arm around Kiara, but she quickly removed it. She didn't want him getting the wrong idea. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea about me. I don't want to fuck this nigga because he's got little D. He's a wankster, wankster. Little pinky nigga has straight up, straight up. He ain't getting no more ass. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea about me. I might have taken a drink, but I'm not getting a D. He's a wankster, wankster. Nigga, tip of his pinky's all he got. Straight up, straight up. Only got the C in the word cock. Cock. Yeah, I said it. I know, I know, right? But it rhymed. It fit in with the rest of it. Judge me. Fuck you. I don't care. Maxine was already hugged up with one of Tyler's homeboys. Kiara just shook her head. This bitch. <laughs> she just... T- you didn't tell her, Kiara. You did not tell her to plan. You didn't tell her that he was a one-minute man, inch-long nigga. You didn't tell her none of that. So, of course, she's going to get bunned up immediately. She got table service. Like, she's trying to do what she can to get free drinks for the night. She might not do anything. That's her prerogative, but... She's got the free drinks right there. Why try for anything else? You didn't tell her. That's on you. Tyler popped open a bottle of coconut Ciroc and poured everyone a drink. When no one at the table was looking, this nigga pulled out a Rufino pill known as Rufies, a date rape drug, and dropped it in a drink he then offered to Kiara. This wasn't the first time Tyler did this. Here you go, shorty. Turn up one time, he said with a smirk. Kiara took the drink from him and set it on the table. Excuse me, I need to go to the ladies' room real quick. Kiara grabbed the unwilling Maxine and headed to the restroom. Damn, Key, why you yanked me away like that? Maxine asked once they made it to the bathroom. Why you acting all thirsty over these niggas? I'm not acting thirsty, a bitch just playing the game. Yes, you are, but look, I ain't going back over there. Why not? I ain't feeling tired like that. He keep trying to put his arm around me like we a couple or something. I mean, we fucked one time and it was horrible. He's killing my vibe. Maxine laughed. I was wondering why your face is all frowned up like that at the table. We ain't got to go back over there then. It's a million niggas in here to choose from. Let's go to the bar. See, that's a down ass friend. And I'm glad she ain't going to drink that drink. Fuck Tyler. I hope he tears his Achilles sending. And then I hope this nigga spells Akili wrong. Hope he spells it A-K-I-L-I tendon. (laughs) I know. I know. That is the right way to spell Akili as well. I know. But it's in that situation. It's not. Fuck y'all niggas. Two girls came into the bathroom talking. One was Puerto Rican. Hey. The other one was white. Girl, did you see how fine Khalil is looking tonight? He always looking fine. He need to stop playing and give me what I want. Tisha, you know Quillil ain't a one-woman man. His dick get around more than Tupac. Carol was listening to that whole conversation. Tupac don't get around much. He dead. He don't get around a lot in 2019, my nigga. Like, I understand the song reference. Tupac, Tupac is like that 
Bad Boy song. Yeah, I did that. I put Tupac and Bad Boy together. Because that nigga ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Because he is dead now. He's in the grave now. He's in the graveyard for life. See? <sighs> this nigga get around more than Tupac. Kiara was listening to their whole conversation. When they came out of the stalls, Kiara and Maxine spotted the two girls doing lines of coke on the bathroom sink. Ugh. That don't seem sanitary. At least use a paper towel. Y'all want some? The Puerto Rican chick asked with a powdered nose. No thank you, Kiara answered. They washed their hands and exited. Them bitches burnt for that, Maxine said. I know. Just they headed to the bar, someone lightly tapped Kiara on her shoulder. If this is Tyler, I'm cussing his baby dick ass out. <laughs> but when she turned around, the purse surprised her. It wasn't Tyler. It was Akeem. Long time no see, he said, hugging her. Over a year. Yeah, how you been? Fine. You? Maintaining. Just doing my thing. But what's the deal, Key? What you mean? Kiara didn't know what he was getting at. My man wants to know what's going on. You just stopped visiting him and everything. You're supposed to be holding Pierre down and you just ghosted on him. Now I find you in the club with your ass all out. So like I said, what's the deal? Hakeem had a lot of respect for Kiara's gangster. He saw her as family. After Pierre first got knocked, he looked out for her as much as he could. He just didn't appreciate how she shitted on his boy. First off, my ass ain't hanging all out like you said. And even if it was, that's my business. I'm a grown ass woman, Hakeem, and I don't have to answer to you or anyone else for that matter. Hakeem tried to speak, but Kiara wasn't done. Secondly, as far as me not fucking with Pierre, he brought that on himself, she said. Kiara couldn't believe Hakeem was questioning her when Pierre was the one who cheated. How did he bring this on himself, Key? You bugging. That man took care of you and loved you with everything he had. You know that. Yeah, he loved me so much that he had a baby by another bitch. Is that what you call taking care of me, Hakeem? Huh? Fucking another bitch and getting her pregnant? You know what? Fuck Pierre and fuck you two for defending his sorry ass. So, baby, recap part two. Electric Boogaloo. Kiara was dating a nigga named Pierre who was a connoisseur of the pharmaceutical arts. Her job was to just spend his money, but because she loved him so much, she decided that she was going to also carry his drugs, carry his weight from place to place for him including once when she carried his weight in a brownstone project out in Brooklyn and um, almost got robbed by some homeless guys. It's a long story. This nigga gets knocked, of course, and goes to jail. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm a ride or die. I'm going to be there forever. She goes to the prison to mm -hmm. visit him, and she's standing in line. And while she's standing in line, she finds out she's pregnant before this, whatever, whatever. She's standing in line. And while standing in line, the woman in front of her has a pretty little girl, like two years old, maybe a mm -hmm. year old, three months old. I'm sorry, maybe four months old. It was months, whatever. Anyhow, she tells the lady, hey, yo, baby, really cute. And she's like, thank you. Her name is Paris. And she was like, Paris, that's a cute name. And she was like, thank you. Her daddy named her. And she was like, oh, her daddy? And she was like, yeah, he holds me down and been taking care of me. And she was like, cool, what's his name? And then she looked on the woman's wrist and the woman had Pierre's name tattooed on her wrist. So Kiara, being at a prison, 
immediately assumes there's only one nigga named Pierre in the entire prison and just decides this nigga's cheating on her and wilding out. So she just amps up and walks out the fucking prison and ain't seen this nigga since. Hakeem was Pierre's right-hand man, and he's been looking for her for the last couple months, and now he finally found her. Okay. Hakeem stood there, confused. Baby? What baby? Hakeem didn't have a clue what Kiara was talking about. Maxine heard enough. She didn't like the way he was coming to her girl. Look, Hakeem, me... That comment should not be there. Look, Hakeem, me and my girl came here tonight to have fun and turn the fuck up. Not answer questions about a fuck nigga that's locked up. You have a good night. Maxine grabbed Kiara's hand and left Hakeem alone in the middle of the club. All he could do was shake his head at what just happened. P gon' flip when I tell him about this. I can't believe that nigga, Kiara said angrily. She was pissed. Relax, sis. Don't even let that fool get to you. We need quotation marks, my nigga. Forget him. Here, drink this. Maxine handed her a shot of Hennessy she bought from the bar. They downed their drinks and hit the dance floor. The DJ was spinning Migos' record, Water. I ain't never heard that one before. Kiara had all the fellas' attention as she displayed her twerking skills, including Quilil. Maxine started dancing with some Jamaican cat with dreads. Kiara, on the other hand, was perfectly fine dancing by her lonesome. Niggas got too touchy-feely on the dance floor for her liking. There should be no comma between touchy and feely, my nigga. Let me be your manager. Kiara was throwing her ass in a circle until someone grabbed her from behind and tried to grind on her. She turned around and saw it was Tyler. She tried to push him off, but he yanked her arm. What the hell is wrong with you? She asked him. Nothing, baby. I was waiting for you back at the table, but you never came back to finish your drink. Here. Tyler tried to give her the drug-laced Ciroc, but Kiara refused. I'm good, Tyler. I don't feel like drinking that right now, Kiara told him, pushing the drink away, which upset him. Stop acting like a little stuck-up bitch and drink it. The reason why I said that is because he literally has two exclamation marks after bitch and then a comma. So he knows it's not the end of the goddamn sentence. And then the rest of the phrase. And then two more exclamation points. And then close quotations. Stop like stuck a little, little bitch. And drink it. You sound like a little stuck a little bitch. You drink it. That's what it sounds like. When I read it in my head, that's what it sounds like. If you put two exclamation points before a fucking comma, you're wild now like a white person whose kid won't come over to them in the store. Ramsey! Ramsey! Ramsey, come over here! Ramsey, you, you stop making the, I'm gonna call your father. Ramsey, you, you stop making the radio. Ramsey, you come here. Ramsey, 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 you come over here. That's how this shit reads right here. You stop making the radio. Ramsey, you stop making the Peter, Peter, you stop, you put that toy down. You put that toy down right now. Peter, you, you come here. You better stop. Peter, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call your father. Peter, when your dad gets home, I swear to God, you're gonna do something. Peter, you come here, right? You, you stop acting like a stuck little bitch. Come here. Okay. Tyler shouted. He was losing his patience. Who are you calling a bitch? You need to get out of my face, like right now. Kara tried to walk away, but he grabbed her and pulled her towards him. Where do you think you're going? If it wasn't for me, you and your broke ass friend would still be waiting in line outside. Tyler stated. He was all in Kiara's face. She could smell the liquor on his hot breath. 
Get the fuck off me, Tyler! She yelled in his face. He raised his hand like he was about to slap her, but was hemmed up by Quillil. We got a problem here? Quillil questioned him. His hand wrapped around his collar. AK was standing right behind him, ready to pop off if Tyler tried anything slick. AK was a slim, dark-skinned cat with a low-cut fade. From now on, nigga, you wanted it, you got it. I'm following every single rule of a comma you put in this goddamn book. Tyler sobered up real quick when he saw Quillil and AK. Everyone knew how deadly the two of them were. Uh, nah, Quillil, we was just dancing, dancing, man. He stuttered. Tyler didn't want no problems with Quillil or his crew, especially AK. AK was a nut. He killed niggas for fun. He and Quillil were partners in the club and in the streets. That's not what it looked like, homie. It looked like you were harassing this beautiful lady. It's time for you to bounce, dog. Quillil gave AK the signal, and he got rid of Tyler. Thank you, Kiara told him. No problem. I apologize for that happening in my club. Your club? Kiara asked in disbelief. Quillil laughed. Yeah, my club. What? A brother can't own a nightclub? Did I not give that enough of a pause? Yeah, my club. What? A brother can't own a nightclub? Oh no, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean it like that. You just look so young to own a club. I'm 26, but it's never too young to be business savvy. Uncle Lil, he said, extending his hand. You know if you put a comma at the end of a, 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 a quote, that quote continues and then closes off in the next part. But you're not continuing it. This is the guy Maxine was telling me about. Damn, he's fine. The first thing she noticed was his pretty light brown eyes and scent. Kiara knew that Tom Ford scent anywhere. Pierre used to wear it all the time, but it smelled even better on Quillil. He had on a white polo button-up, white jeans, and some white Timberland boots. He was fresh from head to toe. Kiara liked a man with good fashion sense. Her pussy was already getting moist. She hadn't been fucked good in over a year. So being around an attractive, good-smelling man had her a little weak. Nice to meet you, Quillil. I'm Kiara, but everyone calls me Key. How old are you? Don't you know you ain't never supposed to ask a woman her age? He, I, I, I mean, I, I understand the statement and the impetus behind it, but it's not an off-balance question. Depending on your age group, okay? Hear me out. If you're like 21 to 23, it's great to ask people their age. Because the older I get, the younger y'all niggas look. And a 21-year-old can easily look 20. And 20 can easily look 19. And some of y'all baby-faced motherfuckers will be looking young as shit. So to ask that question is not off-putting at all. Answer the damn question. You ain't got to show ID. Just answer the question. Honestly. While I'm asking, he shot back. Huh? 25. I see. I like your name. Pretty name for a pretty girl, he complimented her. Kiara was breathtaking to him. From her flawless skin, beautiful hazel eyes, to her video vixen body. Quillil was in awe. Kiara couldn't help but blush. Thank you. You're not so bad yourself. She definitely loved what she saw standing in front of her. Quillil stood 6'1", pecan skin color, neatly braided hair, thick beard, 
and the lightest brown eyes. The tattoos on his arms, back, and neck only added to his sex appeal. Kiara thought the black and red king, because it's bold, so king tattoo Quilil had on the side of his neck was incredibly sexy. Quilil's reputation preceded him. How the fuck did his reputation precede him? She didn't even know who he was before they got in the club. How'd that happen? What we walked to her knowing his reputation? Her friend. No, her friend telling her does not mean it preceded them. If if my reputation precedes me, then you know me before we even meet. But if she didn't know what he looked like, but once she found out what he looked like, and she was like, oh, okay. No, nah, because she literally asked her, who the fuck is Quilil? Her- she didn't know who he, what does this man look like? She didn't ask who he looked like who he looked like she didn't ask who what he looked like she asked who the fuck is Quilil like seriously when she was like do you want to go to the club she said and who the hell is Quilil Kiara asked clueless yeah she didn't know but her friend must have been talking about him no at that moment she literally told her the biggest damn hustler in Harlem him and his crew practically run the town the nigga sexy as hell and he made mad bread okay so then she found out who he was. So his reputation... I mean, I can so, see the reputation matching up with what... You know, the reality matching up to what her friend has said. But her reputation... His reputation didn't precede him because she didn't know who the fuck he was. She might not have, but the friend knew enough. But for Kiara, does that count? I believe it does. If she's telling him, hey, this is who he is, if she's not moving in the circle, I guess, to know. But then her friend is telling her, so then it's like, okay, this is a reputation that you have out in the streets. She was made aware of what his reputation was. And now that she actually seen him and met him, she's like, okay. You know how much I love you, right? Yep. So I'm going to give you that. I know. Nigga. What? But. Ain't no but. You give it to me or you don't. You got it. Exactly. You ain't going to get the last word in this situation, though. Go ahead. Nigga, that's still trying to get the last word. I'm telling you to proceed. (sighs) Could you stop trying to get the last word so I can proceed? Go for it. Nigga, cut it out. Space and opportunity. Nigga, stop. (laughs) Mm, Okay. Niggas knew his street pedigree. He really got it out the mud. He came a long way from the Drew Hamilton projects. From being a lookout to work in the corner to now running his own operation, Harlan was his and Mace's. He even tattooed it on his back to remind niggas. How often does he have his shirt off? I don't know. You know what? Never mind. He wasn't your average hustler. The diamond-encrusted chain of Marcus Garvey that hung from his neck let him know his admiration for the black man who came to America in 1916 and became the voice of black America. What the fuck? Garvey spoke against white supremacy, was a strong advocate of black empowerment, and even owned his own ship, the Black Star Line. Quilil may have been a street cat, but he started Garvey's teachings as well as Malcolm X, 
Dr. King, Booker T. Washington, and others. At least this nigga isn't as bad as the niggas from, um, I believe that was the cartel. Who made sure that they put their names in the book of uh, all the other great folks that that nigga was reading. I forget the names of the characters in that book. That's probably a good thing. I'm so far away from that. It's so in the past. I'm Monroe. good with that. No, it wasn't Monroe. Don't do that. It was the young nigga, the small one, the one that but you married. Said you forget the names. I was just putting a name out there. Why the fuck would you do that? I've been working hard to forget about that book. Um, shit. Now I'm thinking about it. Okay. Quillel was the epitome of that Nas line. Make sure he a thug and intelligent too. He ran legitimate businesses, owned real estate, and had an exit plan. But if it's all built with drug money... I mean, I guess. That's what Jay-Z said. You know, invest your drug money in the neighborhood. That's how you rent it. Because I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. I'm not sure because I've never been in the drug game, nor do I have any real estate. But the white folks who are taking the money for the real estate game don't give a fuck. Which, again, is how them niggas bought a whole ass casino in Las Vegas in the cartel. Fuck that book. Quillel understood that in this line of work, either the streets retired you or the feds did. He wanted his story to be different. I would love for you to come up to VIP and chill with me, if that's okay with you. Quillet was already enamored with Kiara. The vibe between them was evident. Is your girlfriend up there? She asked, grinning. You don't put a sent- you don't put a comma there though? I don't have one, Quillet replied with a straight face. Kiara didn't believe him. She swore she was done with street niggas, but couldn't deny her attraction to him. Maybe he's different? He could sense the hesitancy on her face. It's not that she's different. Maybe It's not that he's different, baby. But what I didn't mention was earlier when I was telling you about the whole double murder thing that he set his old boss up for before he took over Harlem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kiara's brother just so happened to go up for a double murder around the same time for a crime he didn't commit. He was also part of the street game selling drugs. So it's gonna come out that that's her, the dude that said of her brother. Exactly. Like, come on, y'all. Right? It's one of them books. <sighs> Please don't make a brother beg on his birthday, he joked. Happy birthday, and yes, I'll come with you. I came here with my girl, though. I can't just leave her down here by herself. That's cool. She can come too. Where's she at? Let me go get her. Kiara tried to find Maxine. When they threw that nigga Tyler out, did they throw out his whole entourage too? She searched through the crowd of people dancing on the dance floor, but couldn't find her. She went to the bar and even checked outside on the patio, but there was no sign of her. Kiara pulled out her cell and tried calling Maxine, but she didn't answer. Where the hell did this girl go? Quillette was still patiently waiting for Kiara inside. She hurried back to him. Did you find your homegirl? No. She's probably in the bathroom. I don't know where she went. She's not answering her phone. She might have left with some random nigga. It's cool. I'll find her later. Well, shall we? Quillil took Kiara's hand and led her upstairs. AK was waiting for him. Did you handle that? Quillil asked, referring to the situation with Tyler. No doubt, son. I gave him the AK farewell package, he said with a smirk. Okay, y'all just told us that this nigga was crazy and shot niggas for fun. So, okay. 
No doubt, son. You a fool. And you know this, man. Quillel introduced Kiara. Nice to meet you, shorty. AK greeted her. You too, and thanks. No problem. We can't have dudes harassing our women like that. But let's get back to partying. It's still early. AK grabbed a bottle of champagne and started pouring it on some of the females in VIP. Females in VIP. That didn't even ask him to pour champagne on them. Probably were wearing nice dresses. They were pretty dresses, not quite sexy dresses, but now they're champagne lace dresses, which probably ruined the dresses. Can't tell AK that though, because he's giving out AK specials, where he's meeting you in the back and you're gonna get whacked. AK passed a bottle of red for him to drink. Who the fuck is red? Is he even old enough to be in here? Kiara asked, referring to red. He is tonight, Quillil said. Red was only 18, but already been through more shit than niggas twice his age. Of course he has. Carol was about to ask Quillil something, but a girl came up and threw her arms around him. Come on, daddy, dance with me, the girl begged. Kiara noticed it was the same Puerto Rican, hey, chick who offered her and Maxine Coke in the bathroom earlier. She was high out her mind. Quillil could see the disgust on Kiara's face and quickly removed her hands from around his neck. Nah, I'm good, Tisha. She didn't take his rejection well. What? You just gonna diss me for this fake Hillary Banks looking bitch? Of all the things I would have imagined Kiara to look like, Hillary Banks wouldn't have been it because y'all niggas, by y'all niggas I mean DK, referred to Kiara as caramel complexion, 5 foot 4, 140 pound frame, C cup breast, long sandy brown hair, hazel eyes, and an ass that will make the female rapper Trina bow down. The fuck does that have comparison to the Hillary Banks? I'm not even talking about the new Hillary Banks. I'm talking about Hillary from the 90s show. She wouldn't look like either one of them, no. But I mean, who the fuck would confuse her with Hillary? Hillary ain't got no ass. Hillary ain't got no long hazel hair. Hillary, what? Hillary ain't got no hazel brown eyes. And I Maybe think she was saying like she looked uppity. Oh. Maybe she was saying she looked sedity. Not about her physical appearance, but like she looked rich. Like she, I mean, I was, I would think maybe she was like she looked like she'd be like stuck up. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because my wife said so. But when you call somebody something looking, Hillary Banks looking ass. Well, they just said she was high out her mind. That is true. And we all look just alike. Did I tell you about the white woman who told me I look like Wayne Brady? And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> She need glasses. You are rude. <laughs> and this conversation is over. Okay. Okay. Don't let all that snowballing get your ass beat, ho. Kiara was about to put hands on Miss Bariqua, but Quillil stopped her. Calm down, Ma, please. I got it, he told her. Kiara wanted to rush the bitch, but decided to fall back and let him handle it. I've only known this nigga for 10 minutes, and he already got me ready to fight bitches. 
I ain't got time for this. Yeah, you only knew the last nigga for like a month and you was ready to run drugs. I think we need to talk about your priorities. My wife told me she wouldn't even bail me out of jail if I killed somebody trying to protect my family. That is not what I said. I said if you do some dumb shit, don't expect for me to come down there and be like, I'm going to bail you out. No, nigga. Use your common sense. Like, there's some shit that you could just handle differently or walk away from. Explain to them what the dumb shit you were describing was, baby. I don't need to do that because you already know what it is. If you defending your family yourself, like, yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, not just wilding out because somebody, I guess, would disrespected you in a way like... Or disrespected you or bumped into you or something like that, if I recall correctly. Because <laughs> I'm like... Okay, whatever. Like, we got too much to lose. I'm about to... You shouldn't risk your livelihood and your future behind something like that. If somebody says something that you don't like, and you just wow out, and... No, why? That's some dumb shit. Like, I'm too grown for that at this point. Tisha, you gotta go, Quillil told her. She laughed. She ain't even gonna be able to suck your dick like me, Poppy. Teacher says shamelessly. I can and I will. (laughs) Kiara shot back. (laughs) I think you're in too deep, Kiara. I think you need to take a nap, my nigga. Like, she ain't never gonna be able to suck your dick like me, Poppy. I can and I will. (laughs) God damn it. If it's the last thing I do, I will suck his dick and I will send you pictures. His dick will be in my mouth. Oh, Lord. You can make believe you're going to get my mouth in there. You can make <laughs> She only said that to piss Tisha off more. Security had to literally drag her out of VIP kicking and screaming. Once Tisha was gone, he focused his attention back on Kiara. I'm sorry about that. Quillel hoped he didn't ruin his chance with her. Dude, she just said she sucked your dick. Is that your ex or something? Hell nah, she's nobody. Quillel hit a few times, but it wasn't anything serious. If you say so. Kiara knew he wasn't being completely truthful. The way her ass was acting, he giving her occasional dick at the least. How you heard the whole conversation? In the bathroom. Like, you heard them say that his dick got around more than Tupac. You heard them say that uh, he needed to stop playing and give me what I want. You knew all this. So when he came, when she came running up, why all of a sudden are you just like, like you knew she was high. Like my wife just said, why the fuck you give a fuck? Stand back and play your position. Like, she called you a Hillary Banks looking hoe. In my opinion, that's a compliment, even though you got more ass than Trina and all the other kind of stuff. Whoop, whoop, pull over that ass too fat. But still, it's a compliment. Hillary Banks is beautiful. Like, thank you. That's what you should have said. Thank you. Now you over here offering to suck niggas dicks in the competition. I, I mean, again, I apologize about that. It won't happen again. I promise. Kiara felt like Quillel was being sincere, but she still had her doubts about him. 
Look, Walil, you seem like a really nice guy, but I have to tell you something. What's that? I'm done messing with street dudes. I, I can't go down that road again. I just can't, she expressed to him. I'm more than just a street dude, as you said. I'm a businessman who happens to be from the streets. I take care of people. I give my homies jobs, drug dealers, and opportunities they wouldn't have had elsewhere to go to jail. That's cool. I'm not knocking you to get down. I'm really not. But I meant what I said. And I respect that. But I'm feeling you, Kiara, and I want to get to know you better. Quilil lightly touched the side of Kiara's face, causing her body to jerk. She had to admit he was charming. You have beautiful eyes, and you smell good. What perfume is that? Dolce & Gabbana? Kiara nodded. The way Quilil looked at her felt like he was looking through her soul. Why this nigga gotta be so fucking fine and smooth? She was getting weaker by the second. Her body was yearning for male affection, and as much as she tried to fight it, she couldn't resist his advances. Kiara's heart was telling her to leave Quilil alone, but her pussy... Now that wet bitch had a mind of her own. She was horny as fuck and needed to be dicked down properly. Quilil kissed Kiara on her forehead before leaning in and kissing her on the lips. Their lips were in perfect harmony with one another as their tongues danced around each other's mouths. For a second, it felt like there were the only two people in the club. Kiara's pussy was on Aquafina. <laughs> She wanted to stop kissing Quilil, but her lips wouldn't let her. Her hormones were taking control over her mind. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Leave a review on Spotify. It takes a few seconds. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review on uh, Podchaser. Leave a review on the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. One dollar on Patreon will get you access to like 130 plus pieces of content, uh, shows, jokes, all kind of shit. It's dope. Um... Yeah. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.